day to all of you. Welcome to our podcast, We Are Destroying Our Earth. You are listening to our first ever episode of this series and in it we will be discovering and diving down deep into some topics related to our home earth. The person speaking now is me, Nabhan Kadri, and with me in this series will be the spectacular and tremendous Fasiullah Khan. Thank you for the introduction. Like you heard Nabhan, in this series we will, we will be talking in detail about how we are destroying our earth in the 21st century and how to combat it. Let's get a brief overview of this episode. Before starting with it, in this episode, we will be discussing about global warming, climate change, and what is the difference between greenhouse gases and greenhouse effect. Before starting, let's differentiate between climate and weather, as they both are completely different things. Weather refers to short-term changes in the atmosphere, whereas climate describes what the weather is like over a long period of time in a specific area, different regions can have different climates. Okay, now most of my audience must know about global warming. If not, let me brief about it. Global warming by reading the name suggests that due to some reasons, the globe aka our earth is warming up. This is right to a meager extent, but global warming is really the unusually rapid increase in Earth's average surface temperature over the past century primarily due to the greenhouse gases released as people burned fossil fuels. We know that the global warming and climate change is taking place because the global average temperatures are rising. The global average surface temperature rose 0.6 to 0.9 degrees Celsius or 1.1 to 1.6 degrees Fahrenheit between 1906 and 2005. And the rate of temperature increases has nearly doubled in the last 50 years. Temperatures are certainly to go up further in the future. The oceans are warming up. The top 100 meters or about 328 feet of ocean is showing warming of more than 0.6 degrees Fahrenheit or 0.33 degrees Celsius since 1969. As I'm seeing a graph, the history of global surface temperature was none from 1880 to 1940. The highest global surface temperature was in 2010. There are the ice sheets which are shrinking. Greenland and Arctic ice sheets have been decreasing in mass over the year. According to NASA's record, Greenland lost an average of 279 billion tons of ice yearly between 1993 and 2019 
whereas Antarctica lost about 148 billion tons of ice per year. Subsequently, there is a decrease in snow cover. Satellite observations reveal that the amount of spring snow cover in the northern hemisphere has decreased over the past five decades and the snow is melting earlier also. Glaciers are also retreating. When glaciers retreat, they deform and move downslope. Almost each and every glacier is retreating around the world, including the Himalayas, Andes, Alps, and Alaska. The snow caps of Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa are also disappearing. Sea levels are rising throughout the globe. Global sea level rose about 8 inches or 20 centimeters in the last century. That is a very bad thing, Nabhan. The rate in the last two decades, however, is nearly double that of the last century and accelerating slightly every year. Oceans are also acidifying due to global warming. The increase in acidity of surface ocean water is the result of humans emitting more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. And hence, more carbon dioxide is being absorbed in the oceans. We will talk more about how the flora and fauna are being affected due to it in the future. Global warming has also led to severe weather extremes including droughts and floods, very hot summers and freezing winters. Nabhan, I heard you saying the word greenhouse gases. When you were explaining global warming, let me explain it briefly. Okay, sure. Yes, greenhouse gases are the gases that trap heat in the atmosphere. They include carbon dioxide, methane, nitrous oxide, and fluorinated gases. These gases were present in our Earth since many million years. In the year 2018, the total emission of carbon dioxide was equal to 6,677 million metric tons. In the atmosphere, the greenhouse gas, which is the most abundance, is carbon dioxide. Whereas fluorinated gases are in least amount of quantity. In 2018, the percentage of each greenhouse gases emitted when recorded and this was the result they got. Carbon dioxide had an overwhelmingly high percentage of 81%. Methane had 10%, nitrous oxide had 7%, whereas fluorinated gases only had 3%. Note that these results are rounded off, so they may not add up to 100%. You are very much correct, but before, it was not sure that the gases found in the Earth's atmosphere are greenhouse gases or other gases. In 1856, Eunice Foote, hopefully I'm pronouncing the name correctly, demonstrated the heat-trapping property of carbon dioxide. She describes, 
filling glass jars with water vapor, carbon dioxide, and air, and comparing how much they heated up in the sun. This meant that Eunice Foote was the first person to identify CO2 as a greenhouse gas. These are each of these gases and how they react in the atmosphere. Number 1. Carbon Dioxide Carbon dioxide is a compound made of one carbon atom and two oxygen atoms. Carbon dioxide enters the atmosphere through burning fossil fuels including coal, natural gas and oil, also solid waste, trees and other biological materials and also as a result of certain chemical reactions, example manufacture of cement. Carbon dioxide is removed from the atmosphere or sequestrated. When it is observed by plants as part of the biological carbon cycle, the carbon dioxide gas and global temperature is related because when CO2 rises, the temperature also rises methane. Sorry, methane. Number two, methane is emitted during the production and transport of coal, natural gas, and oil. Methane emission is also the result of livestock and other agricultural practice and by the decay of organic waste in municipal solid waste landfills. Number three, nitrous oxide. Nitrous oxide is emitted during agriculture and industrial activities, combustion of fossil fuels and solid waste, as well as during treatment of wastewater. Number four would be fluorinated gases, which include hydrofluorocarbons, perfluorocarbons, sulfur hexafluoride, and nitrogen trifluoride are synthetic powerful greenhouse gases that are emitted from a variety of industrial processes. Fluorinated gases are sometimes used as substitutes for stratospheric ozone depleting substances, for example chlorofluorocarbon, hydrochlorofluorocarbon and halons. These gases are typically emitted in similar or smaller quantities but because they are potent gases, greenhouse gases, they are sometimes referred to as high global warming potential gases or high GWE gases. A frequently asked question about these greenhouse gases is that how long they stay in the atmosphere. Its answer is that each of these gases can remain in the atmosphere for different amounts of time ranging from a few years to thousands of years. All these gases remain in the atmosphere long enough to become well mixed, meaning that the amount that is measured in the atmosphere is roughly the same all over the world, regardless of the source of the emissions. Now, we know what are greenhouse gases, so let's talk about another major topic which is the greenhouse effect. The greenhouse effect is the warming that happens when certain gases in the Earth's atmosphere trap heat, 
these gases let in light but keep heat from escaping like glass walls of greenhouse hence the name sunlight shines onto the earth's surface where the energy is absorbed and then radiates back into the earth's atmosphere as heat in the atmosphere greenhouse gas molecule traps some of the heat and the rest is pushed into space the more greenhouse gases concentrate in the atmosphere the more heat gets locked up in the molecule levels of greenhouse gases have gone up and down over the earth's history but they had been fairly constant for the past few thousand years Global average temperatures had also stayed fairly constant over the time until the past 150 years through the burning fossil fuels and other activities that have emitted large amounts of greenhouse gases particularly over the past few decades humans are now enhancing the greenhouse effect and warming earth significantly and in ways that promise many effects scientists warn planet with very little greenhouse effects are either very cold like pluto as it has an average temperature of about minus 223.3 degrees celsius or 270 degrees fahrenheit or they have huge temperature swings from day to night like on mars where there's a difference of about 149 degrees celsius or 300 degrees fahrenheit between the high and low temperature on the other hand planets with abundant of greenhouse gases are very hot for example the average temperature of venus is about 457 degrees celsius or 855 degrees fahrenheit this means that we should not confuse both greenhouse gases and greenhouse effect do you know that scientists have known about the greenhouse effect since 1824 joseph fourier is calculated that the earth would be much colder if it had no atmosphere this natural greenhouse effect is what keeps the earth's climate livable without it the earth's surface would be an average about 60 degrees fahrenheit or 33 degrees celsius cooler in 1895 the swedish chemist swant arrhenius and thomas chamberlain calculated that human activities could enhance the greenhouse effect by adding carbon dioxide to the atmosphere he kicked off 100 years of climate research that has given us a sophisticated understanding of global warming their research was not actually verified until 1987 after the discoveries of arrhenius and chamberlain the topic was forgotten for a very long time it was also believed that the oceans were such great carbon sinks that they would automatically cancel out our pollution which was later proven wrong Gilbert 
Plass summarized these results in 1955. He concluded that adding more carbon dioxide to the atmosphere would intercept infrared radiation that is otherwise lost to space warming the earth. In the late 1950s and early 1960s, Earth's keeling used the most modern technologies available to produce concentration curves for atmospheric CO2 in Antarctica and Moana Loa. These curves have been one of the major icons of global warming. The curve showed a downward trend of global annual temperature from the 1940s to the 1970s. Stephen Schneider had first predicted global warming in 1976. This made him one of the world's leading global warming experts. In 1988, it was finally acknowledged that climate was warmer than any period since 1880. The greenhouse effect theory was named an Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change IPCC was founded by the United Nations Environmental Program and the World's Meteorological Organization. In the 1990s, scientists started to question the greenhouse effect theory because of major uncertainties in the data sets and model outcomes. This caused the IPCC to review their initial data on global warming, but this did not make them reconsider it. Now that we know about global warming, let's compare it to climate change as many people tend to use these terms interchangeably. Global warming is just one aspect of climate change. Global warming refers to the rise in global temperatures due to mainly the increasing concentration of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. Whereas climate change on the other hand refers to the increasing changes in the measures of climate over a long period of time, including precipitation, temperature and wind patterns. Interesting fact about climate change is that 11% of the world's population is currently vulnerable to climate change impacts such as droughts, floods, heat waves, extreme weather events, and sea level rises. So, thank you for tuning in, and hopefully, you will share this podcast to your friends and will tune in for our other episodes. We are thankful that you are here. We will be back with more episodes in the near future. Also, we have PowerPoint presentation related to this series. So, also watch it too if you are interested. Thank you.